Hello and welcome to Technically Fundamental, the podcast where we bridge the gap between lines and numbers for smarter investing. I'm your host, Jacob Heilst, and today I will be talking about Impost SA, a European e-commerce facilitating and logistics company with a growing presence in the parcel locker market. So, what's this company doing, actually? What's their market share? What they do is basically they put up automated automated parcel machines around the towns and cities. Uh, they aim to cover as big part of the population as possible within seven minutes uh, from uh, walking distance from 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 the parcel machine. Right, and by by putting up parcel machines, they save money on that last mile, mile delivery because they deliver out of home uh, mostly. So they save on that last mile, they save fuel, they save money, and they save environment. So And also they make it much, much more convenient for the customer because you could pick up the parcel, pick up a parcel or your parcels whenever you like uh, because obviously the parcel machine is open 24 Seven. Now, uh, for full disclosure, I have to uh, say that I own the company. It's more than 5% of my portfolio, so it's a considerable stake. And um, when we talk about technical analysis, you will see on the chart uh, moments I've bought shares of this company because there's been several and I intend to keep buying it. So... And uh, so industry Impost operates in is uh, logistics, basically. They do deliveries for e-commerce markets. They run something they call, and I really like that phrase, agnostic automated parcel, parcel machines, because it doesn't matter what kind of e-commerce platform you have, you can use them. So they cooperate with uh, Allegro in Poland, with Vinted all over Europe, with uh, Amazon in France, with eBay in the UK, and Asos and Boohoo and all sorts of uh, of partners uh, for delivery of parcels, for returns, for sometimes they also do some kind of eco eco friendly or uh, zero waste initiatives like for example in Poland you can you can donate your old clothes via in post parcel uh, machines just bring them in put them inside of the locker and send them and some other companies paying for 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 that transport so an in post is making money right so and market position in post it has 43% market position in Poland, market share, 43% market share in Poland, almost 15% market share in France, less than 1% market share in the UK, although they they are proud of being number one agnostic APM and operator in France and the UK. So, so that's a short introduction to the company. And disclaimer, and disclaimer of for disclosure that I actually own some stocks. Right, let's move on to technical analysis. And uh, I'm going to try to keep it uh, brief because the last episode was 47 minutes. So this time let's 
aim for a bit shorter time so uh, you will not wasting your time now uh, oh um impulse is not a new company right so when we see when we look at the chart itself uh, we see that it ipo'd in euronext on euronext uh, exchange in amsterdam in 2021 in january but the company itself was founded in 1999, not as Inpost, but like as a group of company, Integer and Inpost and, and all sorts. Uh, so we'd operated for quite some time in Poland. In uh, It uh, competed directly with a state postal operator, Poczta Polska in Poland. Uh, in 2010, they put first APM in Poland. In 2020, they have already 10K APMs. Um, in 2012, so over 10 years ago, they entered the UK market. In 2014, they entered the uh, Italian market. In 2016, they started door-to-door -door service. Uh, in 2017, they delisted from a Warsaw Stock Exchange and uh, ha had been acquisit uh, 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 the acquisition by Advent happened, basically. We'll talk about it a bit later. And uh, in 2021, they uh, had a debut, debut on Air Euronext, and that debut was... Uh, um, biggest largest IPO in Europe that year and one of the largest in the world that year 2021 now what we see in the stock uh, uh, price charts of Inpost is uh, from the start when they IPO'd for uh, they were worth about 10 billion uh, euros and we've got accelerated downtrend 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 here so the price goes down from roughly 2021 euros up to the very very rock bottom of about four euros per share and it's it's a parabolic that decline very fast it happened within a year and then what happens is we see um, an ascending triangle formation forming between uh, four euros and about 6.5 euros uh, you can see it here on the, on the chart. Uh, ascending triangle formation is indication of uh, trend going up. So it's a positive uh, formation, uh, especially if it breaks out upwards, obviously, which it did. Now, in September two, 2022, we have, uh, you can see on the chart, short-term moving average rose above the long-term moving average and that's called the golden cross so in september 2022 we have golden cross which indicates change of the trend so the trend is now going up and then in march 2023 we have very very strong confirmation of that uptrend uh, because the price bounces back up from the a uh, trend line started by those two first uh, candles uh, in 2021, but also from a long-term moving average. So the long-term moving average is our support now. Right, we've got several uh, support resistant lines drawn on this uh, chart. It's uh, seven about 747, 750 euros, about 9 euros. Which you can see it was uh, it was uh, resistance on the downtrend, so the stock bounced back up, but then it crushed through uh, the level of 9 euros. So if you want to go back, the price has to beat that level. So 
as you can see initially it it was um, a resistance uh, so the price bounced back from that back down then uh, after after touching on that uh, long term moving average it bounced back up again and then it crashed through that resistance and so 9 euros resistance becomes support now and next resistance we've got a 10 uh, about 10 uh, 10 euros 70 uh, cents uh, and the next one is 12.30 and so on so on so you can see them all on this chart uh, when I was preparing for um, for uh, this podcast episode uh, the price was uh, 9 euros 74 cents but uh, today is rising almost 6% I think about 10.30 right now so we're heading for that next resistance at 11 euros uh, we'll see what happens next uh, and there's uh, there will be on 16th of May there will be a quarterly report uh, published so we'll see what that does to the stock now uh, I think that wraps up uh, our technical analysis we've got uh, trend line covers moving averages formation we've got volume oh yeah volume volume is going down a bit so that's a bit worrying a bit here because the volume was really good and big when and the stock was at the bottom of four euros about but since then the stock price went up but the volume of transactions were steadily steadily down that's one of the worrying signs that it, it may be a bit of a weak uptrend still uptrend though uh, right, so um, let's move on to fundamental analysis now. Right, so as I said, the company had a, a, an IPO, massive IPO in January 2021. It IPO uh, uh, at the time of the IPO, the market cap was about 10 billion euros. And let's look at the revenue and what happened in two years since the IPO. So when they IPO, they uh, soon after they published uh, their uh, annual report, annually uh, annual report from 2020. And what we see there is that Impost delivered 310 million parcels, including only 2.2 million internationally, and had over 12,000 APMs, less than 11k in Poland and less than 1.5k internationally. And so that was uh, 2020. The revenue doubled from 2019 to 2.5 billion roughly half a billion euros. It doubled, right? But it was still 2.5 billion zlotys and half a billion euros. Not much for the market cap of 10 billion euros, right? That kind of explains why the price went down so fast. Also, uh, so so basically, we see that uh, the company is making just a bit of money, still massive growth. But now in 2021, people thought that's people thought it was the best it could do due to the pandemic. You know, they thought, oh right, so imposed uh, doubled their e revenue, uh, increased. Uh, parcel volumes and everything but that was thanks to the pandemic now it's 2021 the pandemic is over there's no covid anymore or whatever so probably e-commerce gonna go down and that's 
well, basically, the company reached its peak and it's going to go down now. Add to it that in July 2021, Inpost spent 513 million euros, half a billion. So basically, the amount equal to the revenue from uh, 2020 to acquire Mondial Relay. Uh, Mondial Relay, the, the, it's uh, a company that run pickup uh, pick drop-off points in France, uh, Benelux, Spain, and Portugal. Uh, so similarly to uh, in both, they were doing uh, out-of-home delivery. So you could pick up and drop off your parcel in uh, in partners' shops. And uh, Inpost bought it for half a billion euros. And then they became the largest IPO in Europe. And they spent all of the revenue from 2020 to buy Mondial Relay. They actually used debt, but, you know, the similar amount. Now, so you wait for the results in 2022, for results for 2021, and, you, and, you, and you're asking yourself, did they make any money? They spent all the revenue from 2020, COVID is over, and they made this massive IPO. Did they actually? Can they actually beat that uh, 2020 result in 2021? And yes, they did. They delivered 67% more parcels. So almost half a billion parcels, uh, over half a billion parcels, 517 millions, million parcels versus uh, 310 million a year ago and made 4.6 billion zlotys uh, uh, revenue. That's a whooping 82% increase to the, to, uh, compared to 2020. They had two, over 20k APMs versus over 12k, so almost doubled. And also, because of Mondial Relay acquisition, they acquired 17,000 pickup drop-off points uh, in France and other countries. They increased the number of APMs in UK and Italy to 3.6k. And Mondial Relay contributed 1 billion zlotys to revenue. That's roughly uh, 200 million euros, so about 40% of acquisition price. And that happened in the second half of the year. Could they sustain that growth in 2022? Well, we've got our results now. We've got results uh, that were published um, a while back for 2022. We've got annual report. And what happens there? Revenue in 2022 rose to 7 billion zlotys. That's roughly 1.4 billion euros. Increase of 54%. Parcel volumes are at 745 million now. 745 million. That's 44% more than a year, than a year ago. And Inpost has 28,000 APMs and 26,000 pickup and drop-off points. Almost 5,000 APMs in the UK, 2.4k in France, over 1k in Italy. Look at this. They delivered 170 million parcels in France. More than half of what they had delivered in Poland only two years back. Think about it. In 2020, they only delivered 2.2 million parcels outside Poland, and in 2022, only two years later, 170 million parcels in France, 20 million in the UK. Mondial Relay generated a revenue of almost 2.7 billion zlotys, over half a billion euros, roughly speaking. That, that's basically the amount Impost paid for it just a year before. So what are the fundamentals now? 
I've uh, I've looked through the annual report and I've got uh, I've calculated price to sales ratio as uh, slightly above three. Price to earnings that's uh, high. That's about fifty right now. Uh, but with growth companies, it does it, it can not. It, it's not really that high. You know, uh, there there have been companies with uh, with larger or bigger price to earnings ratio that grew massively and made money to investors. Uh, price to book is negative because the company has more uh, debt. There's almost six or over six billion zlotys in debt. So net debt may, uh, drives price to book to the negative. Basically, book value is negative 800 million zlotys roughly. So there's a risk. Infos has more loans than assets and and so 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 that's definitely a risk here although the revenue at 7 billion the revenue is larger than debt so covers basically covers the debt and i think um, the earnings cover the the interest rates now what was the growth then uh, in twenty, in what happened in five years with this company? Let's look at the bigger picture. So, in two thousand and eighteen, the revenue was seven hundred and thirty-six million zlotys, and in two thousand twenty-two, only five years uh, later, seven billion zlotys. That's ten x in five years. APMs, num uh, auto automated parcel machines. In two thousand eighteen, there were half, uh, five and a half thousand total, from each four point three k in Poland. In 2022, five years later, we've got almost 28,000 parcel machines. Out of it, uh, 19K in Poland, almost 5K in the UK, and 2.4K in France. And parcel volumes rose from 83 million in 2018 to 70, 744 million in 2022. So almost 10X as well. As I said before, market share is 43% in Poland. That just proves how good the company is in solving that last mile problem and uh, how convenient it is for customers. 59% of Polish population right now is within 70 minutes walk from the nearest APM. Now, uh, almost 15% market share in France and 32% of French population is within 7 minutes walk from the nearest APM or a Pudo point. And also almost 1%, well, I think much less than 1% market share in the UK. UK being the largest e-commerce market in Europe with about 3 billion parcels sent and received a year. And the impost had only 20 million, uh, uh, 20 million in 2022. But keep in mind, it is uh, growing triple digits in the UK, almost 170% or something like that uh, year on year. So it can be double the size in the UK only next year. And also they're proud of uh, calling themselves number one agnostic APM network in France and the UK. Let's move to returns. Return on equity uh, is uh, 183%. That's a very, very satisfying number. Uh, astonishing, actually. If they can manage to keep that kind of return on uh, equity, they will grow fast as hell. 
But because of the large amount of debt, we have to consider a return on assets. And calculating that gives us, depending on whether we use assets numbers from end year or average asset numbers from like beginning and end of year, we have between 5.2 or 5.6 return on assets. Return on a capital employed, that's a return they generate on actual capital, including debt. Uh, so that is, if we take into the account only end of year total assets and current liabilities, that's 14.3%. But if we average total assets with the beginning of the year and current liabilities as well, that gives us amazing 30% return on capital. And that's employed. That's actually really, really good as well. Now that wraps up our fundamental analysis of the stock. And so let's move on to risks. And this is a story I have to tell you because many, many investors in Poland are really afraid of investing in impost because of what had happened on Warsaw Stock Exchange in 2017. Uh, now, back then, impost was competing directly with um, state-operated uh, state-owned uh, post operator Poczta Polska and um, so it, it was playing the game with someone who sets the rules of the game and because uh, Impulse was delivering the court orders road tickets and all sorts of um, of letters they were actually losing money and they were deep in debt as well because they used debt to grow APM, mark, uh, APM network. So at some point, they were so buried under debt and losses that Rafał uh, Brzoska, the CEO of the company, uh, well, he had a choice. He was approached by Advent. Advent made, made the proposal of acquisition of InPost one of uh, the uh, particulars of that deal was that impost has to be delisted. And obviously, if you owned the company, if you bought it at the IPO in 2015 and kept it throughout, held it throughout to 2020, uh, sorry, 2017, that was only a year and a half impost was uh, on the Warsaw, on Warsaw Stock Exchange, but you would have lost... Uh, 50% roughly, 50% of your investment. Now, um, the CEO of Inposts didn't really have to have a choice. That's my my view on that because, well, you're facing a bankruptcy uh, or somebody buys you back and, and pays all your debts and then allows you to turn around your company, focus on APMs and do what they do now and they do it amazingly well. But you obviously have to uh, buy back all the shares from 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 the Warsaw stock market. So obviously, if you own the shares and you were forced to sell them at at a loss, and then you watched Impost IPO for twenty euros per share, which is obviously massively more than you sold it. You, you've sold your shares when they bought them all back. Uh, you feel screwed. But at the same time, if the CEO didn't, if if they didn't do, if the CEO hadn't do that, hasn't, if he, yeah, if if he hadn't do that, 
and the, comp the company would go bankrupt, you'd lose all your money. So which is better, losing 50% or losing all of it? You have to consider that. And the reason why everybody's obviously iffy or a bit worried about what's happening now is since the uh, IPO in 2021, basically about 20 euros per share, the company is about 10 euros per share now. So again, 50% loss. They are, they have high debt as well. So it looks similar to what happened before. What's stopping a C the CEO from buying back shares with 50% discount to the, pri to the price he sold them for? But you have to consider the differences, and the differences is massively uh, involved American institutions. You've got BlackRock sitting on the on shares of uh, Impulse. You've got Vanguard. You've got Advent. You've got Fidelity. Uh, so you can't really do the same thing right now. Uh, also, uh, Impulse is making money, and it's actually growing at an astonishing rate. So that's uh, that's a massive difference to what happened before. But it is a risk, you have to consider it. Um, of course, uh, there's uh, uh, another risk is, um, for example, in the UK, they are struggling with servicing those APMs uh, because they do it externally. Like in Poland, they actually have their own logistics. They have um, depots, they have uh, uh, logistics centers. The same goes uh, goes on in France because when they purchased Mondial Relay, Mondial Relay already had some depots and and logistical centers, and now they're adding to that uh, structure to that to that system. So, but they don't have any in the UK. So that's a risk. The, you have five thousand uh, APMs auto automated parcel machines, but somebody else is servicing them, not you. So that influences the customer uh, experience sometimes in a bad way because they started with every literally the worst courier company ever i had to deal with and and everyone else all sorts of uh you know opinion surveys just confirmed that it's just crappy company then they moved to city sprint which was better but i don't think it had enough uh it was big enough to service the uh, parcel lockers in time so right now i think they're looking for a fault option maybe they will try to do their own logistics in the uk but that will in, you know involve massive capital expenditure uh right so but that that is a risk there's also uh, there's also other risks uh, and that's uh, in the rising interest rates because obviously they've got massive uh, debt and so on so on they do recognize that fact uh, now well, key focus areas for 2023 according to the company in Poland they want to do repricing with a positive impact on price mix and margins uh, cost inflation according to the company will continue to persist but good visibility to expand margins in 2023 strong free cash generation uh, and that will be invested mainly to international expansion because the capex will be, uh, be will be much smaller in in Poland they um, don't put up as many apms anymore because they have 20000 so they can slow the growth over there they, uh, and focus on France and and the UK and, and Italy and other markets 
So in France, they want to improve uh, their operations with um, day one and day two, deli- the, day plus one, day plus two delivery. They want to increase business to customer pass and volumes and um, and they want to improve some margins on EBITDA. In United Kingdom, they have to resolve logistics. Uh, bottleneck, which I just said, uh, said and they, they struggle with uh, serv- servicing those um, a- a- APMs. And so that's the main task for 2023, as well as establishing platform for logistics model to benefit uh, from economies of scale. They want to launch a business-to-customer proposition, which they still haven't, and focus on growing merchant adoption, which they are doing quite well in the UK, but they could probably improve on certain levels there. Um, Yeah, so that covers uh, in post. I think we've got everything uh, touched a bit. Uh, my opinion is they will continue to grow uh, considerably in the future. Um, I think they will grow faster than analyst uh, consensus. That's my point of view on that company. But obviously, before we wrap up, I have to remind you, uh, my dear listeners, that the information provided in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be considered as financial or investment. Uh, advice and I encourage everyone to do their own research and consult a professional financial advisor before making any investment decisions and that basically wraps up our episode Um, in our next episode we'll be discussing meta platforms a company behind Facebook WhatsApp and Instagram so be sure to join us as we dive into their technical and fundamental aspects don't miss it. Until then, happy investing. And remember, bridge the gap between lines and numbers for smart and investing. Goodbye.